Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave-She and host Brenda She-Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Come, Mistorians, we got fun in store. History and mystery and nerdy conversations galore. Host Austin and Brenda will be your guide, yeah. Get to pop a better come back inside. Got damn secret histories of nerd mysteries galore. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 67 of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. My name is host Brenda. And I'm host Austin. And I need to know for the record, um, there was a clap last time, right? Like you were like, if there was a clap. See? There was, I told there you, was a clap. There we go. That's all I needed the good people to know. All right. If you listen to these out of order, that will make no sense to you. That's okay. I left it in that episode. <laughs> One second. I'm watching my dogs play. Well, my mom's dogs play outside. Wow. One of them's a Labrador and one of them's a pit bull. And just watching them play with each other is absolutely wild. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to the movies this week. We are. Is there news before the movies? Like the yes. old animated reels they would do? Yes. Like, you know, like just keeping you informed. It's like you're sitting in the theater and they're playing like all of those like ads you don't care about. Some of them involve some sort of news. That's what that's what we're bringing right now. That's what's happening right here, is, is, right it, now. It is that level of news too? Wow. Yeah, really, truly, <laughs> you can, it really is. You'll miss some good jokes, but you're not gonna miss out on like a piece of cord being signed. I promise. <laughs> Charlie Cox, <laughs> not Charlie Day, as I typed earlier. Charlie Cox, player of Daredevil, Daredevil man. He played Daredevil <laughs> in the Netflix Daredevil series. If you've forgotten. Um, posted it. Well, he said a threatening thing about the next person who's going to be Daredevil. Austin, would you please read this message? Charlie Cox and possibly Daredevil being in class. Quote, I would go down into my basement, I'd find my Daredevil mask, and I would hunt the new actor down, and I would make them fight me for it. End quote. <laughs> and then about an hour ago today when we are recording, which is Saturday, um... He walked it back like, no, I would be really gracious about it, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm, I I'm, just, I'm just joking. Not, I'm just joshing. <laughs> I would not fist fight a man off camera. He would never see you know me coming. Him. There'd be no fight. He would be down before. <laughs> and if they did cast Charlie Day as the next Daredevil, he would die. Listen, <laughs> even like even walking it back, right? If if like I was an actor and Marvel Company was like, hey, we were talking to your agent. And we all think he'd be great as the next Daredevil. Yeah, I'm not trying to fight Charlie Cox. No, no, no. He walked it back. Yeah, like, but what if he means it? <laughs> yeah, but but what if John Krasinski is shaking in his boots? <laughs> like, I don't, like, even before Daredevil, Charlie Cox looks like he, like, fights. Like, you watch Stardust, and I'm like, that man has broken a chair over someone's head. Truly, he's like a tiny guy, but he's like a tiny guy that could absolutely, he's fast, he's speedy, he could destroy yeah. you. He fights with prison rules 100%. Like, Charlie 100%. Cox is gonna, like, you're gonna, like, score up, and he's gonna, like, bite your hand, and you're like, what the fuck? And he's gonna drop kick you while you're confused. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 we're biting now? Whoa. Yeah. Charlie Cox fights, like, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that rat plays doity. Dirty. <laughs> 
in seemingly in other news from DC, uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number five, sees unprecedented orders and issues one through four are all going to be reprinted by demand of sales. I gotta remember to order these. Yes. One, I like Tom Taylor, who's been writing this. Two, I like Superman. Three, Superman's son is bi. Yeah, that's the the big thing if you missed it. I don't know if we talked about it. Um, I don't think we did. What? Oops. Uh, Hey, Superman's son is bi. He He kissed a a boy. He kissed a boy. He has a boyfriend and everything. Well, issue five is where he kisses the boy. Oh, so they're officially like a thing. Yes. An item. They like they announced that this would be happening in issue five when the preview because mm-hmm. previews come out, mm-hmm. and so they're like, "Hey, this is going on in issue five. And we think it's important to like be firm and say unequivocally that yes, he's bisexual. No, it's not just like one scene. Yeah, uh, just like just so you know when you when you get it, just so you understand, just so you know, gay, um, real gay, and comic fans suck." Uh, Comic, f- <laughs> comic fans give me migraines. Um, yeah, every day, every fucking day they are every on something. Day, <laughs> every day I wake up and they are comic fans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so comic fans were freaking out and people they're like, "You're just losing money, yada yada yada." I actually found this news out from Tom Taylor himself dunking on somebody. <laughs> he where they to were dunk. like. They're like, you're going to lose all your money and never get hired again. And Tom Taylor's <laughs> response on Twitter was just a screenshot of DC announcing they've had more orders for Superman number five they've ever seen. They've already sent it out to reprint before it's even out. And they're reprinting the whole series so people can like have the whole thing. Up, up to now. Well, I don't think well. five is the last issue. They're just reprinting the first four. Yeah, just because like words getting out people who like maybe weren't reading it or getting excited about it like me i was like oh yeah that's something that i would want to be reading so like i need to remember to call the comic book store and be like ring ring superman por favor yeah (laughs) um it looks like you can it looks like you can that shop should be able to put in pre-orders starting october 30th by this release from dc so cool october 30th call your local comic shop or if you Read digitally, I think you can just you can just download it now. Uh, but if you shop digitally, if you don't go to a physical store because you don't have one or the store near you sucks, then <laughs> get a hold of wherever you get comics. October 30th, let them know you'd love one of these reprints. Let them know now so they can tell DC to probably print more than whatever they're going to print. Mm-hmm. Uh, and make sure you read this this series. I'm going to read it. I, so I've been reading because I don't like Superman. Uh, as Brandon yeah. knows, I'm not a big Superman fan. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I mean, I, I'm going to check it out. I'm gonna, like, at least going to get the first five. I love Tom Taylor. I, I've said this before. I love Tom Taylor's writing. If anyone can make you like Superman, mm-hmm. it's going to be him. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I got Tom Taylor on writing. There's John Timms on art who did art for Harley Quinn books. So that interests me. That's what got me. Mm-hmm. And then there's a colorist from Wonder Woman and the letter is from Batgirl named the colorist's name is Hi-Fi. Which I always love when people don't have their real name. Because yeah. you don't know us anything. Yeah, definitely. Have a pseudonym. Like, who everyone, cares? Everyone get a pseudonym. What if Tom Taylor was a pseudonym? What if- <laughs> it could, Tom Taylor, it could be a pseudonym. I always, I've got one picked out for when I write a novel. I always think about, like, picking a pseudonym. But if it's just, like, a normal last name, so then people can't even find me. It's like, yeah. <laughs> J- 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 Jonathan, S- S- 
steel son. Have I told you about Trucker McGun? No. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. I absolutely can't actually use this as a pseudonym now because I just love telling people about Trucker McGun. <laughs> this is my fake pseudonym. No one will find me. Hello, world. Hello, world. Trucker McGun. Um, this is, it was like a really slow night at work. I was hanging out with a friend, my coworker friend. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out. I'm workshopping this idea for mm-hmm. this series of um, sci-fi romance novels that I write under the pseudonym Trucker McGun, but the <laughs> main character is Trucker McGun. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, the, <laughs> oh, the, the layers. Yes. Uh, the first book in the series is called Trucker McGun and the Anus of Time. Incredible. But the whole premise is that, like, I would be, like, writing, but I would treat Trucker McGun like a real person. I'd be, like show up to like events and like oh trucker couldn't make it and it's just me (laughs) (laughs) but trucker's also the main character of the story but it's like it's this whole layered thing yeah there's layers on layers yeah layers upon layers so many layers (laughs) like a like a lasagna garfield's favorite thing there you go Garfield's not coming up we have more news i'm sorry everyone everyone's like oh garfield no we fucking lied no Garfield, but yeah, that's Trucker. <laughs> that's the story of Trucker McGun. Tr- I want that as like a folk song. This, this st- here, let me tell you kids a story about a <laughs> writer by the name of Trucker McGun. Trucker McGun, and then they strum on guitar. I don't, I don't have a guitar somewhere. That's <laughs> and out in the desert there was <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Trucker. Um, he flew out into space. <laughs> With a big grin on his face, and he said, oh, 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 trucker, oh, you can't stop him now. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we have a news update. So a few weeks ago, we talked about uh, Paizo, how their workers formed a union, and they were like, what's the deal, Paizo? Paizo has voluntarily recognized the union. I need to stress to everyone that they had no choice. <laughs> um unions unions work especially when you can unite people especially when your employee staff is very small and it's easy to unite they had no choice they had the majority of employees had bought into the union um mm-hmm. they had most of the executives were in support of the union when they were going to the board they had already done all of the paperwork with the federal government short of like filing the union officially and had mm-hmm. everything squared away where they were like Accept our union. If you don't, the federal government will tell you you have to. Yeah, it was like, either you you get to pretend that you're super on board with this, or we fucking destroy you. <laughs> yeah, I I cannot stress enough that, like... And I also got the support. I What I found out uh, later, what we've been finding out later, as, like, they accepted the union, the union's been releasing more of their tactics. Um, mm-hmm. They were very smart about this. They've been playing for a very long time. They already set up that if Paizo did not accept the union, they let them know that the freelancers were all going to go strike. Wow. That every freelancer was like, I will stop working on whatever book I'm on until they accept the union, which is just like, uh, similar to, again, when we talk about the writer's strike, when we talking about uh, IATSE and they might strike, like, you hit, when you hit a company and it's checkbook, they listen. Mm-hmm. A freelancer, a team of freelancers being like, I'm going to stop working in this book. These RPG books get worked on for, like, a year. Oh, yeah. That's like, hey, your next year of content, 
is going to be late or not come out if you don't accept this union, period. Yep. So they accepted the union. They are now in their talks, and the union's feeling, you know, first step done. Now let's see how the talks go. Um, so we'll, I'll keep watching it. It's exciting. Um, this is the first union that I know of in TTRPGs, period. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a pretty big company. It big in terms of, like, their output and what they get, not in terms of, like, staff. Uh, so we'll see how it goes, and we'll see, hopefully, if it bleeds into a larger union being formed for us for, like, all tabletop games and board games in general. Like, games don't have unions, and they need unions because, can you imagine if, like, hey, Hasbro's kid, Wizard of the Coast, won't accept the new salary rates don't work for them if every freelancer is like oh yeah sure because i'm with the union and they'll get me a different job yeah exactly like it's just like it it is incredible because all companies just treat people like shit and i just love unions because they make people realize like no like we make them money if we're just like fuck you they won't have money Exactly. And we're, like, in, like, a crossroads period in the United States where, like, we allowed the power that our unions have to, like, get pushed back too far. Mm-hmm. And so now we gotta just, like, go... It's like the Industrial Revolution. We just gotta push it real hard. Yeah. Someone... I saw an article about that on, uh, I think it was CNN, that there's an unprecedented amount of labor strife and striking that the U.S. hasn't seen since the Industrial Revolution. Good. Um we talked about it before there's just like every industry there's like some union striking or some company that's on a strike like it's hey we're fucking we're fucking over it or we're so over it like we're done you you you're like i won't have money guess what you won't have money either i guess we'll both just be fucking poor like deal Mm -hmm. (laughs) either we can both have money or we both won't have money because i'm sick of you have money and i don't have money so i guess we'll suffer (laughs) <laughs> yeah i like sucks <laughs> <laughs> which one do we want to do first do you want to do tower of terror first uh sure because i have a funny i have a headcanon about tower of terror cool so tower of terror is a made for tv movie based on the attraction at disney's mgm studios now hollywood studios called the tower of terror technically the twilight zone tower of terror yes um it aired on abc so it wasn't like it, it wasn't even a Disney Channel original movie. It was just yeah. on ABC. And it was the first movie based on a Disney attraction. So later we would get Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion and <laughs> Jungle Cruise and Tomorrowland I guess counts. Yeah. And you can also make an argument that Dumbo counts too if we want to get really <laughs> Uh, Austin, I mm-hmm. just want to know really quick up yeah. front, what, what what did you think of this movie? You've never seen this before. No, I've never seen this movie. Tower of Terror is uh, the clo- one of the rides I almost rode. I hate rides. <laughs> uh, rides terrify me. Every I like I rode the Blue Streak, which if you're not in the Midwest or in America, that's a it was a very old roller coaster at a amusement park called Cedar Point, and it is dirt slow. It is not scary. <laughs> it is like the most baby roller coaster. I cried the whole time. Um, well, so really quick, Blue Streak is the last roller coaster my mom rode before she was like, I hate roller coasters. She was like really chill with all of them up until she rode the Blue Streak. There you go. And it, I mean, compared to, uh, I don't know what it is about it, but compared to like any other roller coaster in the park, there's just something awful about the it's Blue Streak. 
And it's still it's still up. I double checked a couple weeks ago. It's still there. And it's like I I get it's old. I get its history. But oh my god, it was awful. I cried the anyway. I almost (laughs) read the Tower of Terror. Um, I like went in and then they explained it. And instead, I was like, I was just gonna look around. And I just looked around. (laughs) I just like walked around. (laughs) I looked around where everyone else rolled the ride. So the cool thing about Tower of Terror is, one, it's really interesting to go through the queue because it looks really cool inside. It's like just impeccably themed. Angel, please don't war my microphone. Thank you. (laughs) You're just going to put the whole thing in his mouth. (laughs) And just hear everyone. Um, The cool thing about Tower of Terror, it's just so impeccably themed and it's a really cool experience. And then if you get up to the top and you're just like, wow. I hate free falling yes. more than anything yeah. upon this planet Earth. Absolutely. Then I'm like, so what's what's what happens? Like, so you put you in, and yeah. the elevator free falls, and I was like, don't what? No, why? <laughs> I, I still so to me, I'm like, I'm not like an adrenaline seeker. Mm-hmm. So I hear that, and I'm like, what's the joy? And people are like, oh well, it, you think you're gonna die, and then you don't. And I'm like, I'm re- I'm good out here. I think that <laughs> when I drive my fucking car. So yeah. <laughs> Um, what you can do is if you get all the way up there, or if you're like waiting with friends who really want to go on it and you don't really want to go on it, but you also don't want to sit outside by yourself, you can just wait in line with them. And then you get the right before the load in, you get a cast member and you just say, hello, I would like to use the service elevator. And then they're like, okay. And then they show you over to this normal ass elevator that takes (laughs) you down to the gift shop. And then you just browse the gift shop. And yeah, I've done this so many times. That's what I, I like go up and it's so cool. I'm like, this is so cool. This is, I'm like, this is such a thing. Cause it's like a whole building. I'm like, wow, this is yeah. awesome. I would like to uh, leave this immersion, please. And they're like, oh yeah, there's a normal fucking elevator around the corner. <laughs> I love seeing it. It's really cool to be in there. Like the pre-show is like a Twilight show, like Twilight Zone pre-show. It's really yeah. cool. Um, and then I just leave. That's the experience yep. for me is just walking through a themed abandoned hotel and yeah, then i get on an elevator cool. a normal wanna, elevator i want to have a fucking like larp there that'd be cool that would be so cool speaking of larp some of this film was filmed at the attraction <laughs> isn't that cool <laughs> it is cool but it's funny You're like speaking of larp and i was like oh is brenda about to blow wide open what i had as an idea God, it would be cool though. But like the the neat, and I I couldn't figure out where the sets, all of the sets began, mm-hmm. and where the um the actual Tower of Terror ended. Yeah, because I know there's like extra queue space outside mm-hmm. of the ride that mm-hmm. like they could take the queues down, like you know, like the fountains outside and like all of that stuff. I think that was the ride. Yeah. Also, and I haven't been in a while. Like I went. Oh, I was seventh grade, so it's been a long time for me. It's been like almost two decades, so I can't. I my memory wasn't great. The outside mm-hmm. is the ride, right? Like the the outside shots are the ride, right? I think so. I think they just had like footage, like promotional footage of the outside of it. It, and felt, they just okay. used it that. felt like that. The footage of outside was different when they showed like the whole hotel and mm-hmm. everything. I was like, that looks like a a different camera than the rest of this movie. Yeah, I think they honestly just used, like, promotional footage that they had from... Because the ride hadn't been opened that long. When did... One second, I'm gonna look up when Tower of Terror opened. Oh, I was like, I, the movie was 1997. Yeah, it, in Tower of Terror, the ride... Not the movie. The ride. When we click on the movie, the ride's right there. They're like, based on the ride. 1994. So at that point, the ride was, like, four years old. 
I, anyway, you asked what I thought. My... I it was uh, okay. Yes, um, yeah. What did you think? I think that Kirsten Dunst works really fucking hard in every movie she's in. Yeah, she's she brought a theatrical performance to this made for TV. Yeah, ABC everyone, movie. everyone else is like, this is a paycheck. Every every single other actor is like, yep. This will uh, keep the lights on for a few months. ABC straight to, you know, not, I'm sure it wasn't a bad paycheck. And Kirsten Dunst <laughs> is like, I could get the Nobel Prize for this movie. I need to bring my best. And everyone, I could feel everyone else like, could you? You could bring it down like one notch. You're really okay. <laughs> it was. This is like, Kirsten Dunst still has a career. Like, she still has. Yeah. Yes. This is like when she was really big. Like, yeah. So this wasn't like. Oh, she was like a child star. Now she doesn't have any. No, this is before Spider Man. Yes, <laughs> this is well. This is well before Spider Man. This is a few years. I. It is arguably maybe one of the things her agent used in the reel for Spider Man because it's not far. It's nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, and her performance good, perfect, great. Yeah, it was. I I couldn't like some of the scenes. I was like. Man, everyone else is like just kind of here, and it feels like I, it felt like I was watching a TV movie because I was like doing other stuff. And then Kirsten mm-hmm. Jones comes in and she's like, "You can't do that, Uncle Buzzy." You and I was like, "Oh my god, girl, chill out, <laughs> Uncle Buzzy." You promised his name is what about Buzzy. News integrity. You can't, you can't be that serious. His name is Buzzy. They wrote down, <laughs> "What should we name this act? This guy, Buzzy." Is it a nickname? No. Everyone says Buzzy. <laughs> His sister, Buzzy. <laughs> his niece, Uncle Buzzy. His, his name is Buzzy. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's it's super interesting. Uh, I meant to look into, like, is there a reason why it is clearly inspired by Shirley Temple? Because that's the, um, that's the story on the ride. Is there a reason why the ride is clearly themed around Shirley Temple? Because, like, she didn't mysteriously... Pres- just like she's she like grew up <laughs> yeah it's just kind of like the era that the hotel like its architecture was based on and like the story that they built when they were built because here's the thing with disney rides every disney ride has a story yes. well, most disney rides have a story so like and i think the biggest example of this is the tower of terror because it has this big story already built into it that like you only get to see like little snippets and like the premise of the ride and also of the movie is that on halloween night a bunch of like several people get into this elevator to go to this party and lightning hits the the hotel and they vanish. Yep. And that's the plot. So like when you're on the ride, presumably I haven't been on the ride. <laughs> We don't know, but we're told. From what I've managed to glean from the tomes and from what I've heard hearsay of, you get on the ride and like you see there's a scene in the movie where you see like they're in the kitchen and you see like the the green rain and the yeah. girl like singing like really creepily that's in the ride as you're going up the elevator shaft it stops mm. and shows you that and you see like ghosts as you're going up and down in the the elevator shaft mm. as you go so it's just Shirley Temple just because it's like she was popular so it's like kind of just something people could relate to gotcha yeah it was easily and I wonder how that is now right because I doubt kids now have that frame of reference because we had those fucking infomercials with all of her movies <laughs> like <laughs> Animal crackers, crackers in, in my, my soup. soup. Monkeys and Monkeys rabbits. Monkeys and rabbits. Loop, loop the loop. Oh, God. Burned on Get my fucking... Get five Shirley Temple DVDs. <laughs> burned in my fucking brain. It's 
it, you I know, the same with like that love story, like that love songs one, where it's oh, just God. like, and I swear, by the moon, moon and the stars in the, in the sky, yeah. somewhere <laughs> out. I can't remember the birthday of beloved family members, but I remember those fucking commercials. <laughs> Guess what? Ad people are really good at their job of making kids remember whatever they, whatever useless information they want to spew at their parents later for money. You're the beating of my life. You're the inspiration. It was weird because it was like it was like on Cartoon Network, and I get the idea yeah. of like because parents like parents are watching with their kids, but mine weren't, so it's just like. You know, you're fucking watching Dexter's Lab, and then they're like, you want some Shirley Temple DVDs? I'm like, what the fuck is a Shirley Temple? Who is a Shirley Temple? Where is a Shirley Temple? <laughs> Why is Shirley Temple? Exactly. I don't think I knew what like who that was until I was like 17 and thought to look it up on the internet. I think at some point my mom was like, oh, you need to watch Heidi. So I did, and I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was my only... But yeah, the movie is not done bad. There's some weird plot points that were still weird when they ended. Yes. <laughs> he wants to fuck the ghost. <laughs> Who's played by Jan from The Office. Yes, Jan from The Office is a ghost. <laughs> and Uncle Buzzy... Uh, Steve Gutenberg? Is that his... Yeah, Gutenberg. Uh, Gutenberg wants to fuck her. And she wants to fuck him. But also, she is getting married yeah so for <laughs> it was really it's it was like it ended and then i was like wait 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 what so because i feel like most people haven't seen this movie um the basic premise of this movie is that like i said previously Halloween night um several people get into an elevator Lightning hits the elevator, they disappear, there's this big mystery as to why they disappeared, and the hotel that they were in, which is called the Hollywood Tower Hotel, is abandoned after that night, and no one goes in there ever again. Yes. So, then we cut to Steve Gutenberg, Uncle Buzzy, who writes, he's a he's he, a former um, news reporter, he makes and he writes for, now. yeah, he like writes for like a National Enquirer-esque type newspaper and um this old lady shows up at his house and she's just like i know the mystery which is fucking like okay that should have been red flag number one because he like it took me so long to realize he came home and she was there because i thought he went to meet her no one of his like he's like going buzzy's going home and one of his neighbors is like carrying groceries and the neighbor is just like how's your mother doing and uncle buzzy's like oh my mom is dead and <laughs> the neighbor's like fucking dead what well, fuck <laughs> yeah. you too man and then the neighbor's like oh i let someone into your house <laughs> and then there's this old lady <laughs> and she's just like i've been waiting to talk to you steve Go- i mean buzzy <laughs> i've been waiting buzzy. to talk to you steve Goodenberg. i mean buzzy which is totally your name <laughs> and he's like get the hell out of my house <laughs> and then she's just like i have yeah, I have the mystery of a lifetime. I know what happened in the Hollywood Tower. And Steve Greenberg is just like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> There's also this subplot, or I guess it's the main plot, where he got kicked out of writing for this big newspaper because he reported on a story that was not true. Yes. And he really wants to get back into, like, quote-unquote actual reporting. Um, and also he wants to... Um, regain this relationship he had with 
the this lady who works at the newspaper. Yeah, he like he's like in love with ghost and also in love with old boss. He's like maybe old at that point when he meets the ghost. He's like maybe old boss isn't going anywhere. Maybe I'm horny for uh, <laughs> Poulet, Jan from the office. Jan from the office. <laughs> he doesn't know she's a ghost. To be fair, but once he fair, once he finds out, he does not change his tune. Exactly. He doesn't. <laughs> um. So yeah, they the old lady's like the old lady thinks his tabloid stories are real. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's like, yeah, whatever, sure. And then I for, somehow he's convinced to go check out the hotel, and he meets the person that connects to my headcanon. So he meets someone who's the last of I remember of like the owners of the hotel. Yes. And he's like, if you solve the mystery, then I get the hotel. I don't know why that's a part of the will, but I guess it is. I think it's like the idea <laughs> of like, they could be alive somewhere, but once someone's gone for so long, you can legally presume them dead. Now... This has happened in real life where someone's presumed dead, and then they turn up, and it's a whole fucking problem. Yeah. You'd think it'd be easy enough <laughs> to be like, no, I'm alive, but the society we created says, sorry, the paperwork says you're dead, so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's like, well, you don't exist, so. <laughs> it's, it's a whole fucking thing. Anyway. But you also don't have to pay taxes anymore, yeah, well, so. you You're dead, so I would uh, ride that life and just get paid under the table everywhere for the rest of it forever. Go live in the woods. <laughs> you're free. I'd go live in the woods you're if free. I could. <laughs> the bank's like, you're free. You've done it. Get out of here. We all want what you have. Leave. <laughs> Run before I call the authorities. Go. Live my dream. <laughs> they call it the living ghost. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking badass. Uh, anyway, this guy. But he's like, I won't go in because it's haunted. This actor is the same actor who plays one of the cops in the santa claus specifically <gasps> the cop who gets antagonized by the elves really this man also mentions that he had been kicked out of the military and other and other law enforcement positions because he was no good at anything i think <laughs> that this man is the same man he played in the <gasps> santa claus i because the movie santa claus is 1994 this movie is 1997 uh-huh. so i propose that it is all one shared universe. They are both Disney properties, technically. Oh, this is part of the Michael Eisner extended universe. Exactly. Michael Eisner. That's what's his plan. He was a mad lad and he was, I just fucking know it. He, he's been working on extended universes for forever. He's probably going to connect the gummy bears because his kid loves gummy bears. <laughs> his kids love gummy bears and aliens and ghosts. <laughs> So I believe this guy get just like fucking biffs it the night of Christmas. You know, Scout Calvin gets out. He's tied up. He had the donuts. He, they're like, someone's gonna take the fall, and so you hit the bricks. Disheveled, <laughs> not sure what to do. He returns back to the West Coast vaguely, uh, L.A. <laughs> L.A. Because it's the Hollywood Tower. Listen, Austin. listen, Brenda. I could probably Austin. find something named Hollywood Tower in Ohio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll, I will take you up on that, given the climate. <laughs> the newspaper's called the L.A. something or other. Is it really say L.A. something or other? <laughs> no, it's like L.A. Oh, Tribune or something. It's great. like not the L.A. Times. It's it's a fake. It's a fake newspaper. We are but it's like not the L.A. Times is the name of the we newspaper. We are not. This is a fake newspaper, but it, we want to establish this is L.A. This is La. Um, <laughs> I think it's the same person. 
I like this theory. This theory is fun. This character, BT Dubs, is named Q. Yes, his name is just Q. No it's one in this Q. movie has a name. <laughs> that is, no. that feel- I don't know what the boss's name was. I think he says it once. <laughs> there's Buzzy. There's... I don't remember Kirsten Dunst's name. He also says that like once or twice. It's, it's, he can also just refers to his niece a lot because it's his niece. It's not like weird. Yeah. He's like, I can't make my niece do this. Yeah. My niece. My niece. I have to go save my niece. Also, I need, so in this movie, they go to the hotel. Like he goes mm-hmm. to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Something weird happens. He thinks it's, that makes him think it's really haunted. I forget what it was that made him think that at first. Um, there's, like, this, like, uh, encounter in the kitchen. Yes. They go into the kitchen, and then, like, a uh, dolly rolls out with a headless body on it, and the body sits up, and the body has an X. Yes. So it may or may not be haunted. <laughs> oh, they also see the girl They see the girl the dancing hallway. in the rain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is in the ride. And so they see these two things, and, like, oh, it's haunted for real. And this is where my movie would end, if it was me. Because I'd be like, oh, it's haunted for real. I'm fucking out of here. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, and they just come back the next day. They just come, like, it's not even like haunted, like, fucking Scooby-Doo. A dude rolled up with a knife to kill you. And you're uh-huh. like. And he had no head. No head. Like, I'm sorry. That is like, that is, I've been given a choice to live or die. This ghost rolled up on me and was like, hey, you should go. And I'm like bet <laughs> <laughs> i will make my departure and like we gotta go back this is the story of a century no like it, yes but no <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely bonkers how calm they are just like meeting ghosts Mm-hmm. everyone just like really takes this in stride very they you can really feel the hour and 20 minute run time <laughs> There is no time to process things. Like, at one point, Kristen Durst's character meets, like, all meets like all of the ghosts, and they make her think she's going to fall into the pit of hell. Yeah. And she's like, no, I want to be your friend. And I'm like, what is wrong with white people? <laughs> she has nothing to lose. I guess so. Um, There's, like, so, okay, so the old lady comes into, like, uh, Gutenberg's house, and he, and she's like, I know who did the thing. I was there that night. Um, it was the nanny. Yes. The nanny is a witch. Yes. So we're adding in some witchcraft. The nanny is a witch, and she casted a spell upon the elevator, but she fucked it up. So everyone just is stuck in limbo. Yeah, they're now. Yeah, they, and it's also like it is. It feels more like uh. The evil nanny feels a lot like the nanny from, not nanny, the teacher from Matilda. Exactly. It felt like they're like, what if the lady from Matilda, but nanny. But nanny. (laughs) Yeah, it's very similar. I got that vibe too. Just very similar. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's, the lady shows up and he's like, okay, maybe the ghost stuff I just talked about happens. That's the middle of the movie. Yeah. Um... They convict. They have. They realize they need to fix the elevator to break the curse. They have like a a day to fix an elevator that got destroyed, destroyed by lightning. Destroyed by evil black magic lightning. Uh, yeah. sixty years ago. Power has not been on in this building for decades, and they're just going to fix an elevator. One guy who can't even—it's proven he can't even fix a fucking car. He's a car mechanic. <laughs> He's a bad car he mechanic. Abs- 
he's a car mechanic and I did a better job jump starting my car the other day. <laughs> For everyone who doesn't know me personally, I did not successfully jump start my car, but I also didn't blow anything up. That's the most so important part. that's really all you can ask for. That's all you can do. <laughs> so he's a shitty mechanic, but the ghost of his grandfather mm-hmm. who was in the elevator and disappeared, he was who was a bellhop, shows up and is just like, I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> and he's like, okay. I can suddenly develop the skills to fix this elevator. He has his anime protagonist moment. Mm-hmm. At some point, he has to convince the electric company to turn the electricity back onto this building, which is another part that I'm like, that's like a scene they could have had, but like, we have an hour and 20 minutes. We'll just say, we'll just hand wave it. <laughs> For yeah, some reason, the electric like- company is like, yeah, sure. I mean, no one owns the building. It's condemned and no one's going to pay for it. But yeah, we'll turn the electricity back on. We'll just turn it on. You know, like, it's Halloween. Let's have some fun with <laughs> yeah. this whole condemned hotel. No one, like, a bunch of people just, like, fucking died and, like. Yeah, it's, it's every other, there's a party they were trying to go to. Yeah, there was a party up on the 12th floor. Um, the, the main elevator is stuck on the 11th floor. They can't. And they can't, the ghosts can't go any higher than the 11th floor yep. if they use the stairs, which they're ghosts. They really don't have to do that, but they, there's like something stopping them from getting up to the party. And the party only happens um, on Halloween. Yeah, until 8.05 so, when they got hit by lightning. Yeah, so every Halloween, they like hear the party happening upstairs. They like the speakers downstairs and they can't get up to it. They can't, and the service elevator doesn't work either. Yes. So they, they they have to use the main elevator to get them up to that party to break the spell. This movie does a lot in <laughs> it its very a short runtime. Because <laughs> um, meanwhile, meanwhile, the a- real the boss of the other news of the newspaper gets is like <laughs> he's trying to convince her of the ghost, and she's like, "You sound fucking wackadoo." <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. She goes to visit the old lady at like a nursing home slash like it's. Psychiatric facility? Yeah, it's like a long-term care psychiatric facility. And she's like, hey, so why is this lady here? And he's like, oh, well, she moved here after the accident. And she's like, accident? And he's like, oh, she's the sister of Shirley Temple (laughs) stand-in. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah. Anyway, I'll leave alone in her room now. (laughs) Just, yeah, he, like, has to go take care of a situation, and he's just like, okay, bye. And so he leaves her alone in this lady's room. And this is, like, up to this point, she this lady has not been allowed to leave the premises until just very recently. Yes. Um, And so, like, the reporter's, like, going around, and she, like, opens this chest, and she finds, like, all of these she pictures finds of the Shirley Temple. Fu- yeah, her fucking, like, kill chest. Yeah, it's, like, all these scribbles, and there's, like, a doll of the girl with, like, her head ripped off, and it's, like, nobody noticed this? No, what, before they, like, cleared this lady to, like, just wander well, no, about the Hollywood? returns, and he's, like, now listen. <laughs> he's, like, hey, I know this looks bad. <laughs> Immediately, this guy goes into, like, disaster mode, where he's just, like, you've seen nothing. Yeah, if I, you re- If you report this, I will arrest you. Yeah, so it, it seems clear that, like, in whatever kind of group help she was supposed to get she's probably talked about that like oh yeah i want to fucking kill my sister and like all right well don't say that into a recording please yeah it's like all right we'll never speak about that again yeah, it's, <laughs> moving on it's a lot like she finds that and the, th- the thing i can't help but think is like okay 
but like these clippings are like old. Like why why did you keep them? Yeah. Why did you keep your evidence? <laughs> yeah. You don't need to keep that. Like you can like now that you're like able to leave the house, maybe you should have picked that stuff up and taken it with you cuz like your plan wouldn't have been thwarted. Yeah. If that hadn't have been discovered. It's also a lot to think about like okay, so she was like 10 or whatever and is like I call upon the darkness within. I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hear, hear me, oh dark ones, and strike her down. Like that's a, that's like a like she has she because later you see her do this whole like ritual to mm-hmm. re-kill her sister. Essentially, it's essentially to finish the spell that which will banish her sister to hell forever. Yeah, I, which is uh, again a lot because her whole her whole thing is fucking Ashley Simpson. Like no one ever looks at me. Everyone cares about her. That I'm I'm over it. I will banish her to hell. Exactly. She goes from zero to my sister will be banished my, to my hell. My sister must be banished to hell, along with the people who happen to be in the elevator, I guess. Could you get a, but, at least a more precise spell? Yeah, okay. So, like, the whole thing is that, like, the spell, in order to make the spell work, you have to have, like, something from the person in order to banish them. And then the spell allegedly went awry because other people were in the elevator with her. Yes. But, like, this is... This is old timey. What was this? The thirties? Yes. I don't know. Fifty? Thirties. This is the thirties. Yeah. And elevators don't run by themselves, you know. So like, she didn't think that like I'm going to need like something from the bellhop. And oh, my sister doesn't go anywhere without her nanny. Yeah. Like I'm going to need something from the nanny. She doesn't think about that. No. <laughs> so her spell just sticks them in limbo. But like, you know what? I guess it worked. It makes sense because she was like ten or whatever. She was 10. She was just like a 10-year-old. <laughs> She's 10 who, like, and found a dark book of magic like you do when you're 10, just lying around the house. Where'd she get that? Where'd she get <laughs> she that? Find this ancient, Where did it come from? This ancient grimoire of dripping ichor and, you know, evil <laughs> straight from Satan's butthole and plopped down on the couch. I was like, well, I guess it's time to kill my sister. As you yeah, do like, when you're 10. <laughs> you know, and like, this is coming from feeling, she feels like, her sister's so popular and she's feeling neglected and she's like, everyone forgot my birthday, which is a running theme that nobody, her birthday's on fucking Halloween <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, I didn't know it's her birthday. Like, the person who's been, like, her caretaker for her whole life is like, oh, it's her birthday? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, nobody pays attention to her, but you kind of don't go straight to, like, black magic murder. <laughs> I'll send my sister to the channel realm. Yeah, it's like... There's other things you could have done for attention, I suppose. But again, it's an hour and 20 minute movie. <laughs> yeah, there's for, no time. Right, there's no time. Um, like, the original ride didn't have to be like, why did lightning strike the hotel? No. It just had to be like, happened. green lightning struck the hotel. Now get on the fucking elevator and fall. <laughs> <laughs> now die. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Also, the lady that get cast is like, is very creepy because the scene you find out she's evil, she's like, outside the hotel like la- like cackling in the wind just uh, yeah. which is one of those things where you're like you don't you the, no one does this in real life this is for a movie mm-hmm. like you if you have an evil scheme you don't stand somewhere and laugh like a villain you don't do that like don't she's just like at the gates like it's so much <laughs> it's so much um she dies <laughs> <laughs> which is a weird which is like that's weird but okay yeah so 
this whole thing progresses. They're in the elevator. She recasts They're- the spell. She's like, I don't know how to undo it. Sorry. Because <laughs> like she, so she- her ghost sister doesn't get back. Like they fix the elevator. For whatever reason, yeah. ghost sister doesn't get on the elevator. Yeah. She wanders around. She follows Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst like sees someone. Ghost sister doesn't get on the elevator. They both find lady recasting spell. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, like Kirsten Dunst and all the other people. Uncle Buzzy's there. Uncle Buzzy bails on Kirsten Dunst for a good chunk of the movie because his boss yeah. is like, I found the story. This old lady clearly killed her sister, which is a pretty good story and probably would have, everyone probably would have just believed that because it's not But wrong. she's like, yeah, she's like immediately like, you need to have a story on my desk pronto. Yeah. And like Uncle Buzzy's like, I had other engagements. She's like, oh, Halloween. well, fine then. I guess you never want to be a reporter again and I'll never love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah. And then, like, Kirsten Dunn's just like, Uncle Buzzy, you promised. He's like, sorry, uh, she's, uh, listen, she's super hot. Sorry, niece. I, like. <laughs> she's, yeah, niece, I, know you, she's, she's just. She's so hot. And he just runs she's off. So, like, it's the 90s, she's got the shoulder pads, she's got the pants. <laughs> I, listen, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the lady's like, sorry, it's too late, I, and I can't undo the spell. And then Uncle Buzzy's like, well, you're so evil. And she's like, my sister fucking sucks. And Ghost Sister's like, who are you? <laughs> you know my sister? Who are you? You know my sister? Oh, I love my sister. Yeah. She's really she's so great. great. I, like- I got to get up to the party. It's her birthday. And she's the lady's like, I didn't know that. Which, okay, hold on one second. This whole, yeah, hold on. This whole party. Yeah, hold on. This whole party. Like, wait. Paw- I was like, I didn't, but I'm like, fucking pause. Did she not go to the party after banishing her sister? Did she? <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, so, like, people disappear in the elevator. The elevator never comes back down. So, like, because she was on the ground floor. Yeah. So, like, uh, presumably, she never goes upstairs. Ever. All night. Ever. They they would have to get everyone down from the party in the service elevator. Yes. But I think this, wait, the, they would have to take the stairs because the service elevator doesn't go to the 11th, the 12th floor. Yes. I think that was the thing. The, the service elevator doesn't go that high. So everyone would have had to like come back down the stairs. That's a lot of stairs. And not a single, not a single fucking person was like, we're sorry your birthday part. Like, I'm like, that's so absolutely preposterous to believe. For for 60 years, her parents were never like, we're so sorry. We had a surprise party and your sister disappeared. And we'll like, I, I refuse to believe this reality. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um. Yeah, like, did her parents just, like, never talk to her again, or did, like... Right, exactly. Once she found out... Once she found out she, like, didn't succeed, and she, like, shut down emotionally? Like, what... I don't... What happened? Because she got, you know, at some point, she got admitted to, like, that long care right. facility. Right, and the guy like, is, like... He, the guy's, like, she's admitted pretty much right after the accident. Yeah, so did she just, like, have a breakdown, and, like, her parents were, like, can't deal with this, like... And... There's a lot of questions. They're so, they like pose, which they don't have time to po- answer, and I understand. No, that. there's no time. But the idea there's that no like time. it's the climax of the movie. She's like, "I'm sorry, I missed your. Bir- I'm sorry. Tell her I'm sorry, I missed your birthday." No, but then we, <laughs> That's, we see sorry. the party. No, no, like the sister's like, "I had a locket for you. I had a gift for you. I love, I love my, sis- I love my sister so much. Yeah. Like I love." And then like the old lady, she's like, "Oh fuck." Well. Enjoy hell. <laughs> yeah. 
I should have talked to you instead of becoming a witch and trying to condemn you to the fiery pits of hell. <laughs> the oh, theme of the movie is please talk to your sibling. Do not banish them to the fiery pits of hell first. <laughs> it's like, just talk to each other. Like, so many movies could just be solved by just this talking. This could have been an like, email. Just, it, yeah, like a 1930s email. This could have been a telegram. <laughs> like, this, the sister's just like, like... Hey sis, sorry everyone loves me. Like, uh, but I love you. Right? So uh, and the other thing is like, she's like ten. Like she doesn't like she knows she's famous, but like she doesn't fucking care. She's ten. She's like fuck. She's ten. She's just a kid. Like she's a she doesn't fucking care. She, they could be like, hey, no one wants to see your movie. She's like, I okay, what movie? You made a movie last <laughs> week. Sure, I'm ten. Sure, okay. If you There's if just you like remove this doll from my vision, it's fifty fifty. I remember this doll exists. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a line where she's just like i was going to see my family so like it's implied that like she never gets to see her parents it's just her and her nanny yes. on movie sets all day yes. like so it, it's anyway there's <laughs> a scene the elevator they gotta go save them from the elevator because it's gonna fall again and kirsten dunce is like alive so she'll really die <laughs> at one point evil lady and Shirley Temple stand and they're just like in an elevator alone and they do the awkward elevator mm-hmm. scene and I'm like why is this in the why is there a part of why is there a good 20 seconds of this movie of us cutting back to them standing silently in an elevator together because <laughs> it's all about the elevator and let me assure you listeners the elevator does drop at yes. some point <laughs> it does, does it? drop does it does it? drop it drops I don't remember a little bit I, oh okay no you're right yeah, there's, like, a scene, and they're all, like, screaming, because, like, Kirsten Dunst gets stuck on the elevator with the ghost. And she's so, like, really alive. She's really alive. So, like, what would happen if the elevator went up is that it would get hit by lightning again, and then they she would be stuck in limbo and also dead. And then, like, the ghost would still be stuck in limbo, presumably, and not in hell. So, <laughs> it does fall, because they're all screaming. She's like, ah! And, like, the, it's fallen, and and then, like, that's the tense. And then, like, the, the sisters hold hands, and then they glow, and then the older sister dies yeah she's like could you ever forgive me and she gives her like she's like i forgive you and then they go to heaven i'm like wait 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 (laughs) they hold hands and they giggle and like their spirits fly up and catch the elevator i think that's what happens something like that i'm like wait 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 one of them wasn't dead wait a second (laughs) yeah it's like wait is she just dead and then like they get to the all the ghosts get to the party upstairs and this okay this is actually a moment i really enjoy because each of them get like their the they each get to like everything they're trying to get to the party to do they get their little moment so like uh, Jan from the office finally gets to sing. There, there's a guy here that we've never mentioned. I don't remember his name. He's like the asshole, but he wants to propose to Jan from the office. Yeah. So he gets to propose to her. Uh, Q's grandfather gets to see his Q's great grand. Yeah, he's dude. he's like, you did it. I'm so. His thing was like, his dad never believed he could run the hotel, and so his yeah, dad's so like, he had I'm a job so as a proud of you. And they hug, and then their story's over, and then um, the the nanny successfully gets Shirley Temple to her parents, yep. and then the sister, she's dead now. The older sister's dead and now. she's dead. The two, you, yeah, you see, she comes down. The- <laughs> no, you see her after, like, the party disappears, both of the sisters reappear together, and the old lady's a little kid again, and she's like, yeah. thank you, and then they all disappear, and I'm like, wait, you weren't dead? 
there needs to be a body. There's going to be so many questions about what happened to There's you. a body some Where's the bo- where nope, did the body where the body go? dematerializes. So they're going to like leave this hotel and like we solved it. And the caretaker facility is going to be like, "Hey, um where is this resident? She was last with you." And they're like, "Oh, well, you see she achieved actuality and ascended to the spiritual plane." I'm sorry, are you saying you killed her? Where's the body? Her body dematerialized <laughs> when she ascended to the spiritual plane. All right, so yeah, we're gonna. There's gonna be an investigation here. I'm sorry, she can't just like disappear. <laughs> I don't even know if you would do it, like, because like the caretaker is the one who let this like very elderly woman who'd never been out by herself before out by herself, yeah. and it's like no one was with her. She could have just wandered off into the sunset, and no one ever saw her <laughs> again. Like, like hey, what happened to this? Hey, what happened to the lady in uh, fifteen? Uh, I think it's just best we we uh close the i guess it's 1997 right there's not a lot of digital files i think it's just best yeah. we uh lose those records and reopen the room and we all move on and everyone who cared is dead yeah the, her whole family is <laughs> so. deceased and now has passed over to the spiritual realm i'm told i'm told i was told that her her spirit alighted and she's now in uh, presumably heaven maybe <laughs> she did <laughs> kind of kill her sister so <laughs> actually wait, 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 in all reality all, she might be in hell to the gates together and they're like oh we can all be together as a family and she gets to the gates and st michael's like whoa wait a second <laughs> whoa you did kill us so like get back down those stairs and keep on going until it gets warm <laughs> she's like no my sister forgave me yeah that's great for her soul you conducted a lot of black magic <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know how to explain it to you you're not getting in you're not coming in. You can't come in here. I don't know if you understand you the rules. Go back and haunt the hotel or go back down to hell. I can't help yeah, you. Can't. I'm not opening these you're gates. Not, I'm not opening these gates. You're not coming in here, kid. Also, stop trying to look like a kid. You're 75 years old. You lived a full life. You're a very old lady. You could have done something with your life and you didn't. You, you decided listen, to like dwell upon your grief. You could have come back to the hotel in Nepal. You came back and did more black magic. I can't listen. You tried to kill her again. I, I can't let you in. I can't. These keys, they don't open this gate for you. So go. There's, yeah, there's, there's like no. There's, I went to cab school for too long. There's, I'm sorry. There's no way. It's cool. Your sister. It's like a Darth Vader situation, right? Like. Darth Vader yeah, where Anakin did yeah. one good thing, and Luke's like, "I forgave my dad." I'm like, "Fucking cool!" I don't think the Force should. He killed a lot of. Ki- he killed kids. He killed a lot of kids. He killed all those Sand people even before he was a Sith Lord. Like, he's, he's, like he's killed a lot of people, man. I don't. I'm. It's cool that he threw his boss into a ditch for you once. <laughs> but one time, he did one thing for you ever, Luke. He tried to kill you and your sister. He cut your hand off, like. He cut your hand <laughs> like off, and you're just like, ago. I forgive you, Papa. You don't have to forgive him for shit, Luke. Yeah, not he a cut your thing. hand <laughs> off. He put your best buddy Carbonite, and then you two never got to smooch. Listen, he and he knows he's your dad. <laughs> he fucking knew. He knew the whole fucking time. He just didn't fucking tell you. He cut your hand off, and he was like, anyway, I'm your dad. <laughs> Yeah, immediately after that. What did, what reaction did he expect to get? He could have been like, before he cut your hand off, he could have been like, oh, BT Dubs, Luke, I'm your dad. Is that going to change something before I put this lightsaber to your wrist? Oh, my God. No? Yeah, like, whoa, holy shit, man. <laughs> uh, Tower, yeah, Tower Terror, it, it, you know what? It wasn't a bad time, but, <laughs> oh, boy, TV movies sure do <laughs> just say stuff. <laughs> I don't know why I like this movie so much because objectively it's 
it's a made-for-TV movie about a, a ride, but I don't know. There's just something weirdly charming about it, and there's, like, a couple things it does really good, and I do tear up when I watch that final scene where their spirits are mm-hmm. finally at rest. I don't know what it is about this movie that gets me. And same with Balto, too. I don't, that movie's bad, and I've seen it so many times. What the hell? To explain your emotions. Also, the very end of the movie is there's another party, but now for the people who were alive the whole time. Yeah, like, Hugh now has the hotel, and the hotel's bustling and thriving, and Buzzy's happy, and he's got the the lady, and he's, like, a reporter again, and everyone is happy. Oh, wait, no, the last, the, there's a newspaper, and it shows the hotel reopened, mystery solved, and I'm like, oh, because they did run a story that, like, this, she for sure killed her sister, that has to be the story. You can't, yeah, you the can't story, run the she, ghost story. She and it's still not true, because, like, every, like the the, the main like head reporter lady saw this happen and knows that yep. like she, she's dead they just put in the story like and she's missing may we find her someday yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, whoa man anyway <laughs> it's a lot we have to move on i didn't think we would talk about this movie this much because <laughs> there's a lot to talk about there is and the next one we don't have to explain because it's hocus pocus and there's it's hocus pocus a 99 chance seen you've seen hocus pocus if you're in the u.s and if you're not in the u.s there's a 98% chance you know Hocus Pocus through memes. Exactly. I feel like, you know that Hocus Pocus did absolutely atrocious at the box office? Did it? I have numbers that say yeah. it didn't do bad. Really? I had always heard it. Wait. I always heard it did absolutely awful. So, oh. Let's get it, to the bottom of this. Okay. You know what it is? My numbers yes. include re-releases. That's, yeah. See? See? I just, here's um, the original one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are the, Okay. Wait, okay, wait. Wait. Hey, guys. It did great. Guess- it doubled its budget. Yes. Wait. But during its theatrical run, it did not. Oh, okay. Do you do you know when Hocus Pocus was originally released, Brenda? 1993. Yes, but what month? Was it released in November? It was released in July. Why? <laughs> Why did they do that? <laughs> Mr. Eisner. Mr. Eisner, please. Please, ex- please come on our podcast and explain. Explain hey, this to me. Hey, guys. Why did you release a movie whose whole thing is Halloween, July 16th? I'm going to yell. <laughs> you you were teed up. You know what? I need to see what year. I fuck. I swear if Halloween was even a weekend that year, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Let me. One second. I, I will need to look up. Oh, wow. So, uh. <laughs> October I'm at some numbers. October 1993 Halloween landed on a Sunday, so they were even teed up to release Halloween weekend, and they're like, no, 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 July 16th. You don't feel like watching a Halloween movie in July. No. Like, okay, so I'm on Wikipedia, and it says that um, it was released in July to take advantage of children being off from school. But you want to know when they're also off from school? Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend. Like, kids go see movies during. The year, yeah, like I, November around Thanksgiving, is an absolutely banging release slamming. time. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was originally going to be Max, but he had to decline to, to film What's Eating Gilbert Grape. A terrible mistake. <laughs> I think it would have been weird if someone super, like, if he was in it. Like, other famous people were in it, but they were, like, already kind of names. Like, the kid, none of the kids were, like, anyone important that I knew. Yeah. I think that's kind of why it's, like, aged so well, because, like, the witch, like, Bette Midler's in it. Yeah. She's famous, she's, but, like, the kids famous. are, like, Sarah nobodies. Jessica Parker. Yeah. Like, the kids are, um, 
I don't really think they really did, went no. on to do much. So like they're just Not in this movie. Um, let's see. Doug Jones was Billy. <laughs> Doug Jones. Doug Jones is really one of the most famous people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you- oh, Thora Birch was Danny. Yeah, and I mean, like, because, like, the witches were all, like, like, Bat Midler was, like, huge. Uh, mm-hmm. Kathy, I did not look out. Kathy Ann Najimi? Uh, she was in Sister mm-hmm. Act the year before, so, like, that was big. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so, like, the, the I feel like the adults were all, like, pretty big, and that was, like, the draw for adults, you know? Which is pretty normal for kids' movies, which is, like, the adult characters are actors you know. And then, like, for the kids, the kids are, like, not anyone, really. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I found wild, and here's something I didn't know. So Jason Marsden, voice actor of Max Goof and Cove the Lion and a thousand other things, um, isn't the boy, isn't Thackeray Banks at the beginning. That's not him. It, oh. His voice is dubbed over. Really? Dubbed over. So like live action, um, live action Thackeray Banks at the beginning and then at the end is not Jason Marsden. What? <laughs> but it's his voice. It's definitely his voice. This says like so like the the credits say Jason Mars and his voice of Thackeray Binks in quotations cat form, but it's definitely this it's definitely Jason Marsden's voice coming from that not Jason Marsden boy's mouth. <laughs> wow. I've never noticed. I never noticed either. Someone said that and I was like <laughs> No, no, that's def. I've se- I've seen what Jason Marsden looks like, and I could 100 percent believe that he looked like that kid mm-hmm. back then, mm-hmm. but apparently not. Huh? Oh, hey, it's Sean Murray. He's an NCIS. He's not a no one. No, he's not a nobody. But he did not get to do his own voice. Well, he was in Hocus Pocus. Anyway, Hocus Pocus. It originally. Uh, released July 13th, apparently, 1993, <laughs> and it lost Disney around $16.5 million in its theatrical run. But guess what? All they had to do was release it in October. I, I holy play, I think that is entirely Disney's fault and not any fault of anyone in this movie, <laughs> because they released it July 13th, 16th, 1993. Yeah, it's it's absolutely baffling. Uh, and as we all know, it's like a cult classic now, where they play it every Halloween yeah. It like every Halloween, I feel like it gained more momentum of being a cult class. Like, it felt like that kind of thing where they were like, "Well, we will just shove it down everyone's throat every Halloween until it's like just mm-hmm. part of Halloween." And it worked. Yeah, it was always on the Disney Channel. Yep. Um, always on Freeform, sales. ABC. Yep, Freeform. Their Thirty One Nights of Halloween was really like where it really picked up momentum. Yeah. Um, like it had like record breaking like airings on freeform this movie is good i think this movie is very good i feel like people kind of like focus on like the whole the whole like oh he's a virgin thing about it which is really not that big of a deal and this is a little bit of a horny movie it is sarah (laughs) listen 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 sarah jessica parker (laughs) in this movie is yes can we oh my (laughs) god listen listen (laughs) listen i i Felt scandalous watching this movie growing up because, like, her tits are just, like, out. They're just out there. And there's multiple and, like, times that she's, like, clearly, like, trying to get fucked. Yeah. Like, um, Doug Jones' character, Billy. Yeah. They fucked. <laughs> they say it. Well, they don't say fucked, but, you know, like, yeah. as close as they can get to saying fucked yes. in a children's movie. So it is definitely, like, it's a little bit raunchier of a movie. And, like, my mom was like, oh, I'd like to see it. And I was like, 
oh, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I don't know if emotionally I can handle that. Like, I love this movie. I love watching this movie. I don't think I can watch it with my mom. It's, there's a lot of, like, because the whole thing is, like, the virgin lights the black flame candle. And so it's this whole mm-hmm. running thing that, like, everyone else isn't. And it's really weird because I'm like, he's, like, 14? Like, he's in high school, but he's a freshman, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, a kid. So it's not... Like, even his, like, his little sister makes fun of him for being a virgin. I'm like, you're, like, eight. Yeah, you don't know what that means. <laughs> there's, like, there's no way you have context for that. His sister's always, like, way too self-aware. There's, like, that they go to, like, the, the brother's crush's house. Yeah. And then, like, the sister's just like, oh, yeah, Max loves you. Max uh, loves your, uh, what does he call it? Oh, yabos. Yeah, like, <laughs> she fucking knows what she's doing. <laughs> Like, but you're eight. What? Also, hell? when is he talking about her yabos? Is he writing it? Does yeah. He, does he have a diary? Hey, anyone with a diary, please don't write about someone's yabos in your diary. Just like, don't. I. I don't. Like it's it. Danny like sneaks into his room. So that hundred percent that's plausible is that he keeps a diary. But like you'd think that like a hardcore California boy, as Max likes to pretend to be, yes. would not keep a diary. Yes, he's like he's a he like. They, they, oh, they're in Salem. If you haven't seen, this yeah, movie. they're in Massachusetts, and they're from they're from L.A. And he's like, I hate being in the Midwest, which is fair. I hate Halloween. I don't like Halloween. <laughs> and it's like, you didn't have Halloween in California. Like you didn't go trick or treating yeah, in you, California. Yeah, I don't. It's anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so this movie. Why I like it. It is very 90s i mean there's even a white kid who thinks he's black who he calls himself oh, yes. ice who oh tries, he's got ice shaved, he, he to, the back ice of his shaved head. to the back of his head and like there's him and his homeboy like they like try so hard to be like they're not in salem massachusetts in the midwest they're like in a big city somewhere and they're not <laughs> and it's like i think we've all met someone like that yes. uh <laughs> i really enjoy the fact that like so i've been to salem and this movie tries to make yeah. Salem seem like a small town, like a quaint small town. And it's like not; it's like a it's a city. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that part's always interesting. But the idea that like it's you know it's Salem, so it's like a whole witch thing, and there's these witches, and there's a candle, and there's a whole thing. Uh, it's a very funny movie. Mm-hmm. But it's also spooky when you're a kid because you see a you the um. Thackeray Binks gets cursed in his yeah. cat, and you see this cat, like, die. I think more than once. This, and then reanimate. The cat, yeah, so the cat gets hit by a bus pretty early into him showing up in the movie, which, for me, very stressful. Yes. Like, I couldn't watch this movie for a good chunk of time, like, when I was little, because, like, that can't handle it. You see him reinflate after being run it's over a by lo- a bus. You, and you, there's, like, sound effects you to it. You hear it. To, like, his you hear bones, it, it crunches. Like, cr- like, you hear him get hit, the witches hit him on purpose with the bus. They're like, they're yeah. in the bus and they they hate this cat because he's like their, he's like the he like watches over their curse or whatever, and they like need this cat yeah. out of their way so he doesn't tell people. They make the bus driver hit him with the bus. You hear the crunches, then you hear the crunches of his body reanimating, and that's that's a you lot. S- you see it yes. happen. Like they just have like this flattened, like fake cat that they just blow air back into and he like reinflates. And he's like, and it's Don't like, worry, I can't die. And the little girl's like, okay. <laughs> She's very clearly traumatized by this. Me too, Danny. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's a lot. The idea, <laughs> like, 
the idea of also him being so nonchalant, I'm like, well, they he's died a bunch of times, huh? Yeah. Another stressful thing is like there's like that scene where they're like at the party with the parents mm-hmm. and like the kids are trying to get the parents to listen and the parents won't listen. Mm-hmm. That's just it's not scary. It's just stressful because like very stressful, like when you're a kid, because you're just like, well, what if like witches show up and my parents don't exactly. listen? Exactly. That's I feel like that's the tension. <laughs> And why it was so enjoyable as kids, because it feels like that, right? Like, it feels like no, like adults don't listen to you. Um, yeah. But it is, I think what makes it feel like a horror movie as a kid is because it's like that big fear of like, what if a monster comes and my parents don't? Because you're like, well, I'll just tell my parents. And it's like, well, they won't believe you. Oh, I guess I'll die. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, if I have to take care of this, I'm not going to make it. So, oh, oh, dear. Um, And I think that's why it made... Like, movies like this, I think, is what impacted me having a hard time watching other, like, real horror movies. Because I'm like, I'm like, Jason and Michael Myers shows up. I'm dead because no one's going to believe me. Yeah. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to die. I don't, listen, they didn't believe the 16-year-old. Why are they going to believe me? I'm not Jamie Lee Curtis, so I definitely don't make it out of the situation <laughs> in one piece. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite part of Hocus Pocus, Brenda? Let's see. Favorite part of Hocus Pocus... Okay, so I can tell you what my least favorite part is really quick. Sure, do it. My least favorite part of Hocus Pocus is there's this there's this weird scene where the witches, they're like going around and they see a guy dressed up like the devil. Oh, yes. This scene is just, it's painfully awkward and kind of painfully adult. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, it, and also it doesn't help the pacing. Really the only thing this scene, um, like, lends itself towards is like the witches get their broom stolen while they're inside of this house yes. um and then they kind of play around with technology one of them plays around with technology a little mm-hmm. bit but like so they they see this guy dressed up like the devil they go into his house they think he's the real devil yes they're like oh master satan whatever and and he's just like this sleazy old man with like this like beleaguered wife yes. and like he's trying to get some and yeah, it's like, very yeah, uncomfortable yeah say jessica parker's character is like Oh, dance with me, master! Which we all know what that is supposed to mean. We understand the into. We understand what it is insinuating, especially when you get into like witchcraft and dance. Like that is, if you never, they're not dancing. That's not what they mean when they were like, she danced with the devil. That is not. They did not. Like dancing was like immoral, but it's because like oh, it means you're gonna fuck. Yeah. Uh, like dancing was like married couples danced at their wedding because now they're married and they can do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like dancing with him, and yeah, one sister's like messing with technology, and the other sister's like going through all of the cutlery and stuff. Like she thinks the kitchen's a torture chamber, which they had kitchens. Like they, they had would, kitchens. They would understand that, like, oh, all the foods in here. This is the kitchen. These must be ki-. like she finds like a a meat tender i was like oh a torture device and i'm like mallets existed wait a second this like the scene feels like it's trying to establish the witches are out of time and this is when they realize like oh it's been a long time since we were dead mm-hmm. the fact that they think it wouldn't be a long time since the fact that they think like the curse was lifted immediately is wild the fact that they did a scene to show us that they don't know what's going on is it is and it's like a long scene and it's like it's, too yeah. out of touch like they would understand simple tools it was like the 1600s 
They rode a bus to get there. <laughs> They've already come in. You, you kind of get the feeling. So, like, they leave the museum where they were trapped, which used to be their house. Mm-hmm. And they leave it. And then they, like, come across an asphalt road. And they, they're like, oh, God. Over. It's a. Don't step on that. That's a black river. Yeah. And then they step on. And they're like, what? It's a road. Yeah. Oh. And then they, like, encounter firefighters. And then they get on a bus. So, they're already kind of coming in contact with, like, modern day technology. So, there should be, like, kind of, like, some indication that like something's that they're not in their own times they we don't need this like very awkward scene to establish that like winifred doesn't know what a fucking kitchen is they had kitchens (laughs) she's they had forks she she literally (laughs) the end of the movie is making a potion in their kitchen you can't can't. (laughs) it's another one of those things where i'm like i like watching this movie and i talk to someone about it i'm like well listen if i think about it my brain might break But it's like, you know, there's a difference between, like, I can say, like, oh, I love X movie. And you can still be, like, kind of critical about, like, and I wish this wasn't in this, you know. It's, you know, being, like. Listen, I love how hot Sarah Jessica Parker is in this movie. I wish she was a little less horny because it's kind of a lot for a kid's movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like, her whole thing is, she's a, like, her whole thing is, like, she's a hot bimbo. That's it. That's her whole character is, like, I'm hot. I don't know a lot, and I'm ready to get fucked and kill some kids. Yeah, like, they they flirt with the bus driver, who's, like, this, like, really sleazy guy, yes. and he's, like, real horny. And she, like, sits on his lap, and she's, like, sitting on his lap when they hit Binks, yep. and, like, <laughs> they're, like, oh, speed bump, and it's, like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, a lo- it's <laughs> like, every scene that is, like, if there is an adult, thankfully she's not like that when, like, Max shows up. But, like, every scene she's like, I mean, what? What are you trying to do? <laughs> what mm-hmm. are you? Hey, listen, I got to kill some kids to regain immortality. But after that. And, like, they're always very clear that, like, Max is a kid. Yes. They always treat him like a kid. So, like, at least we have that. Um, this was directed by um, Kenny Ortega. Mm-hmm. Um Kenny Ortega was also, like, the choreography in High School Musical, and he also worked on a show in Vegas at Treasure Island, which was about hot sirens and skimpy outfits attacking a pirate ship. Oh. Well. (laughs) So, fun fun facts. Fun facts. I was like, he also worked with Hannah Montana, that's what I knew. Oh, yeah, that too. Worked with Hannah Montana and with Michael Jackson. Oh. He's done a lot. I think he still works at Disney. He's done it all. I think he still does stuff at Disney. Uh, He's done it all. Yeah, so it's, like, and I think the thing that is interesting with Hocus Pocus is, like, it's become a cult classic, but mm-hmm. they can't help it, and they're gonna catch, try and catch Lightning in a Bottle a second time, because they are working on a Hocus Pocus sequel, not a reboot, mm-hmm. that is meant to be released in 2022. Now, uh, yeah. listen, no. <laughs> <laughs> You can't do it you again. The filming again. just filming just started in Rhode Island. Like, what's the date? What's today's date? Uh, October twenty third. Yeah, like on the eighteenth. So just several days yeah. ago, filming just began. It's being directed um, by Anne Fletcher, who's from Michigan. <gasps> Michigan. Yeah, she's, uh, she grew up in St. Clair Shores. I think wow. I believe she lives in Sterling Heights now. I think is what I read. I know where that yeah. is. There's a lot of random celebrities who are, and she's one that doesn't suck from what I can find out. Look, Michigan is this, like, hotbed of incredible talent, yeah. everyone. Like, she was not just us, but all of our talented friends. There's a lot of talent just, in Michigan. Like, 
there's a ton of talent. You have like incredibly skilled carpenters who can't find any work. You know, like we have so many skills. There's so many skills, and one little nerd fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> one little nerd. I'll punch um, him one day. She was, but she was. Uh, she spent a long time as a dance choreographer. She was a dancer by training. She did film and dance choreography a lot of movies. She's worked on. Let me pull it up. Uh, I made a list: Flintstones, Mask, Tank Girl, Casper, Buffy, The Vampire Slayer. She's worked on oh. things like Not Another Teen Movie. She worked in Scooby Doo Two. She worked on Master of the Sky. She's worked in like a lot of big stuff. She worked on the, wow, the she, theatrical yeah. hairspray. She did the choreography for that. Um, she directed twenty seven dresses yeah, she, for directing. She's directed twenty seven dresses, Step Up, uh, Guilt Trip, Hot Pursuit. The proposal, proposal. dumpling, and now Hocus Pocus to whatever they're going to call it. Wow. Um, so she's very prolific. You know, she looks, yes. she has a great resume. I, this is going to be another one of those things where I'm like, I don't think it's your fault. And I don't think it's, it's clearly not Bette Miller's fault. She's incredible. Disney shouldn't be making a sequel. They made a, they did like a, a book, a book and they, they made like a play, right? Yeah, they did. They did. And I think it was I think it was like a special thing. Like you could buy tickets to it to see it virtually or go see it. But it was like a special thing. And Bette Midler like reprised her role um, because she's an incredible renaissance woman who can do everything. Uh, but there was like they did. There's like a play that you can like you can go see for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't like I don't know what a sequel could be about. Uh Last I checked, only two of the three sisters were going to... Like, Sarah Jessica Parker, I didn't know she... Oh, she did. There's a thing right here. Yeah, everyone confirmed now. So, um, Midler Parker and Najimi have confirmed. What could the... Like, there's only one plot for this movie. You've set up a lore where there's only one... There's only one plot you can have, which is another person is like... It's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus, which is a line they say in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, so the plot of the novel that they released um, in 2018, mm. it's entitled Hocus Pocus and the All-New Sequel. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> no! It focuses on Max and Allison's daughter, Poppy, who grew up hearing the family story of the first film, and um, her parents avoid Halloween as much as possible. Poppy is skeptical, oh, like you said. It. Yeah, they have Halloween PTSD, which isn't the feeling I got from like the end of the no, movie. No, they seem like they're totally fine, but it does it does make yeah. sense that as they grew up, they're like, wow, like the next Halloween, right? They probably have like mad anxiety. They they yeah, almost they get killed like... a lot. Like he almost gets straight murdered. Yeah, um, and then Poppy is skeptical and ends up in the house. Angel, please don't lick my microphone. Thank you. Um, ends up in the house on Halloween, 25 years to the day after the film, in an attempt that there is nothing to the story. So I might have to, we might have to have a book club and read oh, this. God. I kind of want to read it. Like Book club. The idea that you didn't leave the town, though, again, like, they have they have PTSD. Makes sense. Like, he... Leave Salem. Leave. Like, she, they almost kill him. They, like, suck his essence for a while. Uh, they almost kill yeah. his sister. Like, they all almost die. It's a comedy movie, but in the fiction, those characters don't feel like it's funny and they almost die. It's just like it's got that stakes. It's, it's full of stake. Yes. So the idea that they wouldn't leave preposterous. I've I've Absolutely. I've left housing situations for less than almost dying. <laughs> 
I believe if I almost died in Grand Rapids, I'd be like, yeah, I can't stay here. Absolutely not. Time to leave. Yeah, like, there's no way. It would be it would be more interesting if like you know they'd had this thing and then like Max and Allison like decide like hey you know we've always had this like feeling that like maybe they would come back and it's like very anxious so maybe we should go to California and you know then we don't have to worry about it and then even still it follows yes. them. That's interesting. Them just staying there and like having like PTSD about it because they're still there. No, like I would, you, you I would even believe like they left. They moved to uh, like Max moves back to LA. She moves with him, but his parents stay because mm-hmm. they moved for like a job or whatever, right? So they have to come visit. Right, they come visit, and it's it's like Halloween. It's like. I don't know, the dad's birthday, and they just never told his dad's yeah. birthday was Halloween. Or they have a kid whose birthday's Halloween or whatever, right? And their kid's and like, like the, the parents, kid's yeah. super into Halloween, and they're like, Halloween freaks us out, but you love Halloween, so we'll go to grandma and grandpa's, you win. Like, I would buy that shit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, like, Max and Allison don't even go. Like, the grandparents are just like, we'll just, like, watch Poppy. It's like, NBD. Yeah. NBD. And then, like, she kind of, like, sl- don't chew on my charger, buddy. Sorry, Angel's here. <laughs> my own little Thackeray Binks is here. Black cats are very precocious, everyone. Very precocious. And Danny was just willing to let one live in her house through her entire bloodline forever. <laughs> yeah, that's, she was like, give him a little she's kiss. like, I'll just keep you forever. And then my kids will keep you. And and that you could feel their Thackeray kids, Binks like, their kids. oh, God, I'm so tired. <laughs> he's like i'm not a cat danny i am a boy like an immortal he's been alive since like the 1600s he's exhausted he's the og cat boy (laughs) (laughs) goodness anyway yeah she's like we'll just keep you forever and also like imagine if the curse was lifted and he was still a cat like they have to explain like I, i would love her explaining like hello child this is thackeray don't freak out. He can talk. Hello. Oh my god. Yeah, he, I said don't freak out. Jesus Christ. Don't freak out. This is our cat that never he dies. He will never die. So don't, like, do feed him. Um, we mostly give him human food because it doesn't matter because he can never die and he is a real boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I would give him, be like, you want a pizza? You want to hurt my <laughs> digestive tract? It's terrible for you. It might hurt, but you can't die, so I'm not really... You can't die, so you can eat as much pizza as you... You couldn't even have chocolate. Like, you know, cats... You can have coffee. Like... Cats can't have that shit. Like, you know what? You can tell me, does it hurt? Because the way cats try and eat it, I don't think it hurts them. I just don't think they realize it can kill them, so... I feed Demon so much pizza, and he's 18. (laughs) He just gets little bits of cheese. He's fine. He's 18. He loves cheese. He's fine. I won't leave Brenda and Demon alone. What they do in their house is theirs. I don't want to fucking hear he's, from any of you. I see one review. He's so old. I see one review that's like, Brenda shouldn't feed her animal pizza. I will find you. I will fi- go down into my basement, find my Daredevil <laughs> mask, put it on, and <laughs> you come and find you and kill you. <laughs> Just like Daredevil. Any, I love Hocus Pocus. It was just an excuse for me yeah. to watch Hocus Pocus. It... it Holds up. I don't know how a sequel could do. Maybe it'll be good for kids. I don't know. Um, Maybe it will be less intense because, like, you know, like, the 90s was still in that period where, like, movies were just more intense back then. Like, we had Hook. Yes. What was that? Jesus. Kids movies in the 90s were like, hey, man, kids movie? Kids movie? Movie for everyone? 
the Bosley case, yeah. anything could happen. It's... You just never know what was going to happen. And I mean, I guess, like, to be fair, it is straight to Disney+. Plus. It's it's essentially a straight-to-TV sequel. It was going to be on Freeform, yeah. but it's taken so long that now they have Disney+, Plus, so it's just going to go straight to Disney+. Plus. Which is fair. They'll probably also show it on Freeform yeah. eventually. It'll probably like... be, like, on Disney+, Plus. hopefully, like, October 1st or Maybe. whatever. And then, like, yeah. it'll air on TV, like, Halloween night, but they'll probably play it, like, 16 times, like, all day Halloween or whatever. Yeah, they'll just do a marathon of it, like, all, like, so, like, Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus yes. 2, like, back-to-back all yeah. day. Because, like, how many times can you really air Nightmare Before Christmas? Jesus. <laughs> oh, I, I would, I want to free us from Nightmare Before Christmas and We need to make spray. another movie that is, I, we need to make another movie that is both a Christmas movie and a Halloween movie. free me. Get on it. Burton. Get on it. Um. We gotta get on it. But. Until someone gets on it, I think that's all we got. I think that's all we've got. Oh. Thank you so much. Oh, what? We won't be here next week, everybody. We're taking a week off. Uh, yeah. So we're d- taking a week off. Do something else. Brenda's got to go. Brenda's got to go try to uh, pay for this $500 mouth guard. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See you in two weeks. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, 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 if you're listening to our podcast, throw us a five-star review. Helps the show out a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.